You're listening to the Culips English podcast. To download the study guide for this episode, which includes the transcript, detailed vocabulary explanations, real-world examples, and a quiz, visit our website culips.com. C U L I P S.com. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew, and I'm Jeremy, and you're listening to Culips. Hi, guys. I am here with Jeremy. Jeremy, how's it going today? Good, good. Hi there, everyone. Hope everybody is doing well. Me too. I hope you're all doing well, Jeremy. Today, I made a post on Instagram. And I asked our Instagram followers to give us some suggestions for what to record about today. Nice. I said, guys, give us your best ideas for some interesting episode topics. And I have to say, the response was overwhelming. We got tons of responses. So、wow. thank you to everyone who sent us an episode suggestion. Now. Some of the suggestions were really good, and I thought that we could prolong and make a whole episode about it. And some were also really good, but I thought、hmm, it's going to be hard to talk about this topic for twenty minutes.、Hmm. So that being said, I thought what we do here today is talk about some of these shorter topics in rapid fire. Sounds good. So we'll cover a bunch of them here in one episode. We'll bundle them up and talk about them today. Nice. Let's do it. All right. But just before we do it, I do have to remind our listeners about the study guide. The study guide is awesome. It's made with love by the Culips team, and it is available for download on our website, culips.com. So. Go and check that out. Okay, Jeremy. Just so everyone knows, I have not seen these, so Andrew is bringing them to my attention right now, <laughs> live, right here, right now. So number one. Comes from、uh, an Instagram user named Traveling Police. Okay, and I guess this one is more for me than you because he wants to know about the pros and cons of living in Canada. I would like to know <laughs> <laughs> the pros and cons. Okay, the pros. Well, it's a very clean country, so the environment is quite pristine. The air is clean. It's a beautiful place. Lots of amazing natural beauty. So that's definitely a pro. A con is the weather. The winter Canadian winters are quite rough in most of the country, and this could be a pro or a con depending on your perspective. But our population is so small that I felt like I was kind of trapped. Even though Canada is a huge country, there's really only three cities that you can live in. So yeah, I felt a little trapped that way. But if you like. Small places, then maybe you would like living in Canada. Did you get a case of island fever? 
Yeah, to an extent. That's one of the reasons why I left Canada for、mm. Korea. Is、mm. I just felt like there there wasn't too much room for growth in Canada. Yeah, so I would say just quickly the pros of Canada: clean, beautiful. The cons: very cold in the winter. Suggestion number two comes from、uh, a user named Asan or Isan. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce all of these. How do you spell it? E H S A N. Asan.、Uh, that's one of my friend's names from when I was a kid. Okay. Probably、A、Iranian. I, I think、guess. so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Asan. A. How did you say it? A. Asan. 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 Okay. That's how he said it.、Mm-hmm. So Asan wants to know, how do you like to spend a night out with your friends? Okay. How do you like to spend a night out with your friends, Jeremy? Uh, I have a feeling we are similar in this regard,、uh-huh. but yeah, because we had one of these nights together in Korea when I was visiting recently. But sure, I like to sit somewhere, either listen to live music or if it's、mm-hmm. not too loud, sit, have a beer,、mm-hmm. and have a nice conversation with a friend. Yeah, pretty much. I'm exactly the same.、Mm. <laughs> to be honest, that's what I thought. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really like loud places、mm-hmm. anymore. You know, when I was younger, I liked to go to parties or to go maybe see a live concert, which I still like doing from time to time. But these days, I prefer like a quieter place with a friend or a couple friends that I can have a nice conversation、mm. with, or maybe、mm. a dinner with something like this.、Cool. Me too. All right. Let's move on to the next one here from user Sam Lurry. <laughs> I don't know how to say that either. I'm sorry. I'm going to butcher every single one of these <laughs> usernames. The question is, what is your dream? What is your dream? Goodness. If I can briefly address these, I have. I guess these are more goals than dreams. But I just signed up for my first ever full length marathon. Nice. So that will be happening at the end of October. Nice. And my dream is to finish that without dying. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be fine. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I hope so. And、uh, what else? I, you know, we study Korean, both Jeremy and I.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, my dream is to always improve, or my goal is more specifically is to always be improving at Korean、mm. and to to not stop. Studying and learning, so these are my two goals. But I guess you could say they're also dreams. That's very strange because、uh, I don't mean to copy you, but、mm-hmm. my goals are the same. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sign up for a marathon? No, but I made up my mind to run one next year and start start、uh, training for it soon. Nice. nice.、Uh, I've never run a marathon before, so、mm-hmm. uh, I'm. Very new at that, but、mm-hmm. it feels like it's time to do it. So <laughs> that is, yeah. There comes a time in every man's life when they turn thirty something and start running. Yes, <laughs> I gotta do something. <laughs> Just run around. <laughs> and of course, I also am learning Korean. I I want to never stop improving. I need to work on my. My academic Korean, my reading and writing and things. I always kind of feel not quite good enough. 
You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners know this feeling too. Yes. Le language learning is an endless journey. So uh, that makes perfect sense. Uh, I also, my, my dream, one of my dreams is to see my son grow up healthy, happy, bilingually. So we are teaching him Korean and English as he's, as he's growing up. He's mm -hmm. so far doing quite well. <laughs> he's almost two years old now, for those who are curious. So very nice. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's move on to suggestion number four. Ibrahim asked us about art. Hmm. He just said art. And actually, we could probably turn this one into a, a full topic, but True. I suck at talking about art. <laughs> I'm really bad at talking about yeah. art. So I thought maybe I shouldn't <laughs> do that on the podcast. But Jeremy, do you have a favorite artist? Not really. I When I go to you know art shows or galleries and, and things, I do enjoy going. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I tend to stare at the piece for a while and if it brings some feeling or thought to me mm -hmm. if i can see the intention of the artist then i talk about that with whoever i went with and we discuss it and then we move on to the next one but i am by no means uh qualified to speak intelligently about art <laughs> well we're in the same boat there because yeah. um yeah, I have a really hard time expressing myself when I talk about art. And if I do, then I feel like I just sound like a pretentious <laughs> art nerd, mm -hmm. which is not what I want to be. But uh, my favorite artist is, is named Henri Rousseau. Okay. He's a French artist. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right. That's the end of the art episode, everyone. <laughs> So we have another question by someone named Asan, but this is a different different guy this time. But I imagine okay. also Iranian because he asked about U.S. and Iran relations. Mm. So Jeremy, you're in the U.S. right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't give us the viewpoint of you know the typical American, but what about you and your circle of friends and family? What's the view of Iran? Well, I don't follow the the news very much in this regard, mm -hmm. uh, but I can say my experience with Iranian people growing mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. There is a very big Iranian community in uh, in California near where I grew up in the mm -hmm. Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. Two of my two best friends growing up were Iranian. And so I spent lots of time in Iranian households, eating Iranian food, celebrating their holidays, uh, going to festivals and things with them. They have uh, Persian New Year. They have different foods they eat at different times of year. Gourmet mm Sabzi, -hmm. I think, is one. Taglebado, something else. Uh, there was a few saffron rice, I remember. So I really enjoy their food and, and their culture. And uh, my friend's parents were like parents to me in a way. Mm. I spent so much time at their house uh, that I still feel like they are family. Wow. And so 
I know that the political relationship between the countries may be rocky at times, may not be very, very smooth, but in my personal life, I have lots of positive experiences with Iranian people and Iranian Americans, those who、mm-hmm. were born here.、Mm-hmm. I have other friends from university also that were, that are Persian. Yeah.、So. My experience is much the same. I didn't have any really close Iranian friends like you did, but a lot of Iranian people that I met in university and grad school and super nice people. Love them. And、mm. also, I have to add some of the best English language learners out there.、Mm. You know, as an English teacher, I get to talk with people from all over the world, and I've always been the most impressed by. Farsi speakers learning English. I don't know、mm. if it's something in the water over there or the education <laughs> system, or maybe Farsi and English are kind of similar. They're, but they're very different from what I heard. <laughs> Actually, Farsi and Korean have a lot of similarities,、oh, like word order. They also write in the opposite direction.、Mm. So there's a lot of big differences. Yeah, so I've always really respected that about Iranian people. And I know we have a lot of listeners there too. So, yeah, it's, it's a place that I would love to visit one day. And I hope whatever political issues are happening that they can get them sorted out ASAP and we can get on to being friends again. Yep. The next suggestion comes from Goldia.、Mm-hmm. Again, I'm butchering that pronunciation. <laughs> and she wants to know what is in your mind when you hear a person's Hardly noticeable accent during、hmm. a conversation with them. So, if you have a conversation with a non native speaker and they have a slight accent,、uh, what do you think? Well, I first have to say that I am much more sensitive to this as an English teacher and Korean teacher. I also、mm-hmm. teach Korean for those who don't know. So, as a language teacher, I'm very sensitive to accent and pronunciation.、Mm-hmm. So, For me, when I hear someone with a very slight accent, I feel tremendous respect for them. I、mm. can tell that they did not grow up speaking English or whatever language. And I know that they must have worked very hard and practiced a lot to be able to pronounce these sounds in English the way that we do. Mm-hmm. So, if I hear a very subtle accent, I feel great respect. But I think most people, people who are not language teachers like me, they just become curious where you're from, usually.、Mm-hmm. So,、mm-hmm. It, once the average American notices your accent, they might say, Where are you from? Right, exactly. Yeah. And. I'm going to copy your answer because、hmm. my answer is actually the same is that I have mad respect for people that have slight accents because,、uh, yeah, I know how hard it is and how much work you have to put in to achieving that. So I have nothing but respect for those people and admiration.、Um, but yeah, I think maybe the typical person that's not a language geek like us,、mm-hmm. they would probably be curious about where you're from.、Mm-hmm. And, I think maybe,、uh, maybe I'm reading into this question a bit too much, but、mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like、uh, our listener here is 
worrying about their own accent a little Probably. bit. Probably that's what I was thinking. Yeah, thinking. Uh, oh, I I need to speak perfectly with zero accent. In English, in general, if you are in a very diverse place, it doesn't matter almost at all. Doesn't if matter. If your at all. language structure, your syntax, your grammar is mostly correct, and you you have a wide vocabulary, you and you can express yourself, no one will care at all. In fact, I grew up. In a very diverse area, my my Persian friends I just mentioned their their parents had accents, but they are functionally native speakers. Yeah, I, it never affected me. You know, it never made me think badly of them.、Mm-hmm. Um, but there are places in the United States and in Canada, I'm sure, where people are more ignorant, and if they hear an accent, then you know maybe that will <laughs> affect them differently. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but my advice with English is don't worry about it. Right, yeah, I I wouldn't worry about it, especially a slight, hardly noticeable accent. It's nothing to stress out about、mm-hmm. at all, because you will notice that there are tons of people going around their day to day lives speaking English with extremely heavy accents, and、mm-hmm. they're still getting it done. Society still functions. It's it's okay. Yeah, with English that is okay. With Korean. That is not okay. In <laughs> Korean, you have to be almost perfect just to be understood.、Mm-hmm. If you're not near perfect with your pronunciation, people flat out cannot understand you. So, so it's much more important with other languages that are less commonly learned as a second language. But English is a world language, so one of the benefits of English, yep. for sure. Yep. So, don't worry about it. Okay. The next one comes from Little Pico and Jeremy. I think this one maybe I will save for a conversation with Suzanne. Okay. She wants to know Little Pico. I'm assuming that's a she, but I don't know. Anyways, Little Pico wants to know what is an international relationship like, and so、mm, I mean,、yeah. I have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> is your wife American or? Korean or Korean American? My wife is Korean American. She was born in Korea,、uh, okay, and then moved to the U.S. when she was nine years old. So、uh, she's、okay. she's both. She's both. Okay. Yeah. So we could talk about this one、yeah. day too. The reason I、mm-hmm. mentioned Suzanne is Suzanne's boyfriend is from France, so、ah. she's in an international relationship, and yeah, my girlfriend's Korean. As well, so maybe we'll get all three of us together and we'll、uh, <laughs> we we'll complain、that. about the the difficult <laughs> things that are present in an international relationship. Yeah, <laughs> I may have less of those. Thankfully, my wife has a lot of、mm, time in America. She went to school here and and such. Right, but there are some things I can relate to. Okay, so. Listeners, stay tuned for a future episode. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> the next suggestion comes from Donkey Hano, and Donkey Hano wants to know what are some podcasts you're listening to these days. Hmm. I usually listen to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, very popular podcast. I think one of the most popular in in the world. Maybe. Probably. Probably, it's very successful.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Elon Musk, who we talked about in a 
recent Simplified Speech episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was on there as well, mm-hmm. and I watched that three-hour-long conversation <laughs> between him and Joe Rogan. It was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan's podcast is quite interesting because it covers a lot of different topics. Hmm. The the host Joe Rogan is a stand-up comedian. He's also involved in mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. And what else does he do? Does he do anything else? Now he's probably most famous for that podcast. For the podcast. Yeah. And so because of this he has a variety of different guests and it's what's called a long-form podcast. So each episode is two to three hours long he really dives into some interesting and sometimes crazy topics and jokes around a lot it's it's a fun podcast i like it because he keeps well i don't listen to all the episodes i like Mm -hmm. listening to episodes with interesting people he's Mm -hmm. had experts on ai come in or psychologists or you know sociologists very interesting educated people and I like the way that he asks questions and guides the conversation. And uh, I feel like he asks the questions I would want to ask. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's it's like I get a chance to talk to these famous, intelligent you know, people. Mm-hmm. So I like it for that reason. But I don't like all of his episodes. I don't agree with him on every point. But mm-hmm. really that... That's the main podcast that I listen to. These days, I've been listening to the new Conan O'Brien podcast. Hmm. It's called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. (laughs) It is really hilarious. Sometimes I forget how funny Conan really is. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, listeners, these would probably be quite challenging podcasts for English language learners, but... If your level is advanced, then I think you could get into them. Um, And if you can understand them or or parts of them, I think you'll find them quite rewarding because, yeah, the Conan O'Brien podcast is hilarious. If anybody is interested in learning Korean, I do uh, another podcast called SpongeMind. Yeah, well, how could we forget SpongeMind? That's actually how you found me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how we connected is I was listening to sponge mind and nice. got in touch that way yeah so it's about learning korean we do each episode in both languages separately so we do an english version and then a korean version well it's also about learning english as well it kind of could be related to language learning in general right it, yeah it's mostly language learning in general sometimes we have korean specific topics but mm-hmm. Uh, it's myself and my Korean sidekick, counterpart, partner in crime, Johnson. And he is a Korean man who has learned English to a very high level. And actually, his pronunciation is not perfect, but he has almost no problem getting his point across, speaking eloquently, and being accepted as a native speaker. So anyway, that's one podcast. Just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Check it out. Sponge Mind on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and Spotify. Wherever. And SoundCloud. Wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> okay. We've got two more, Jeremy. The next, two more. The next one, number nine, is from 
Nick Lassimo, 159. Nick Lassimo wants to know, talk please about Chinese history and the dynasties. Ooh, I'm out of my league with that one. We would have to do some research to talk about that one. Mm -hmm. You know, embarrassingly, my undergrad degree is in history uh, with a concentration in Chinese history. Okay. But it's been so long <laughs> that I think I would embarrass myself talking about Chinese history on the podcast. This is on you then. <laughs> yeah, sure. I will say this. I will just to, to satisfy the, our, our listener a little bit. I will say that from my study of Korean and the Korean language, there is a big impact of the Chinese language on the Korean language. And through learning Korean, I have sort of learned about Chinese as well, a lot about Chinese. And I find their language very interesting, the language system being a pictorial alphabet uh, as opposed to a phonetic alphabet like English and Korean, actually. Korean is also a phonetic alphabet, meaning the letter, each letter means a sound, whereas in Chinese, each piece or letter, you could say, indicates something visual, a tree, a fire, water, things like that. And I also really admire how they have kept their history, preserved such a long story of history, and uh, kept such a large country together. Uh, I think there's a lot of great things about China and some very, of course, dark things as well. In any country's history, there are dark things. But I think we should do a longer form episode about this <laughs> where Andrew breaks out his dusty <laughs> textbooks and <laughs> organizes yes. a, a nice outline. 5,000 years of Chinese history in 10 minutes. That will be the goal. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, let's move on to our, our final one. And this is from a user named Arashabashi. Arashabashi wants to know, I like that username, Arashabashi. He wants to know about sports. Talk about sports. And uh, so we could probably do that in a future episode. But just briefly, what's your favorite sport? Come on, man. You know. Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. Basketball. I played basketball since I was actually as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. My dad grew up playing basketball. My dad played basketball in high school and in college for a little while. Mm -hmm. And in, in the U.S., we say college. It's like university. University, right. I also played throughout middle school and high school and, and university for one year. So I have played my whole life. Basketball is a part of my, my body. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I really enjoy it. I know the game very well. <clears throat> it has taught me many things. I've met... Lots of people made lots of good friends through the sport as well. And uh, I'd like to, maybe if my son is interested, teach him how to play someday. Nice. Cool. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah, I love ice hockey. Um, mm. I would probably say it's my favorite sport to watch. Although, you know, I'm getting more into running and also cycling. I've been riding my bicycle a lot this mm. summer. And last month, 
Right now, we're recording at the beginning of August. I'm not sure when this episode will be released, but it's the beginning of August right now. And every month in July, there is the most famous bike race in the world, the Tour de France. So mm. I spent all month following the Tour de France race. Mm. Mm. And I would stay up late and watch it on the internet, some of the stages. And if I couldn't stay up late that night because of work, as soon as I woke up in the morning, I'd watch the highlights. And that was a real pleasure to follow the oh. Tour de France this year. Well, cycling is pretty big in Korea, right? So you must, it must be pretty easy. I heard there's some very nice tracks that go all the way from, you know, south of Seoul <laughs> to north. You can go, actually, I was planning to ride my bicycle all the way to Busan which is about 500 kilometers from Seoul to Busan. But I had to cancel mm. because it's the rainy season right now. And yeah, I got rained out. Not a good mm -hmm. idea. But hopefully I can do that someday. And yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people riding really nice, really fast bikes here in Seoul. And I'm, I'm very jealous about all jealous. the <laughs> sick bikes that I see every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Jeremy, this was a monster episode. We covered a lot of ground, and it's all thanks to our amazing listeners who gave us lots of suggestions. Guys, once again, thank you for these suggestions, and we hope that we satisfied your curiosity, at least to some extent. Thank you all for these questions. We appreciate it, and we, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. That is right. If you would like to get in contact with us, maybe you have a question or a suggestion yourself, then just shoot us an email. Our address is contact at culips.com. If you're a social media user, we're on Facebook and YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. You can just search for the Culips English Podcast you'll be able to find us and finally don't forget about that study guide we made it for this episode just for you and you can download it from culips.com that is it for us we'll be back soon with another episode and we'll talk to you then bye bye everyone <laughs>